Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and happy May the 4th. Happy Star Wars Day. Uh, we got Blake and uh, Phil joining us in the Escape Pod today to chat about May the 4th. Get into all this Star Wars news. We got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on today. I don't know how you guys celebrate Star Wars Day, but uh, we're going to go over various things. What is Star Wars Day? How people celebrate Star Wars Day, all that stuff, all the different sales going on. A product reveal, <laughs> and uh, so much more, along with uh, a monologue all about the mysterious character of Dash Rendar, who a lot of you have probably been wondering about for a very long time, as you've heard it brought up on the show by uh, a particular Phil of ours. <laughs> Let's get into it. Another happy landing. All right. Welcome to the May the 4th special episode, you guys. Here we are. Day 379. <laughs> <laughs> In the skate pod. Josh, I got to ask you, did you just introduce Phil as a Phil of ours? He's a Phil of ours. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a friend, he's a Phil. He's, he's not just a friend, he's a Phil. <laughs> Everyone needs a Phil. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everyone needs a Phil in their life. Um, so, May the 4th, you guys. It's um, it's that day of the year. Everyone gets together and celebrates Star Wars. And uh, thanks, George Lucas, for giving us this crazy story. Um, it's true. But yeah. You know, it's a well, special for him, day. We wouldn't be here exactly. talking about anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a lot of people might be wondering out there what is Star Wars Day, um, because uh, this kind of goes back. Even even you know, I, I asked myself this the other day. I was like, okay, what really is Star Wars Day, other than the saying "May the Fourth be with you"? Who, who started that, and why celebrate Star Wars? You know, like it's just all these questions. Like, I mean, we're hardcore fans. And we love celebrating Star Wars, but why do other people do it? Eventually, this grew into Star Wars celebration, which isn't even on May Fourth. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars has grown into a lot of things, but how, how on earth did it grow into a holiday? Have you ever just like asked yourself that, you know, it's a crazy question, Walmart. right? It's all Walmart. It, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Maybe. That's, no, that's Force Friday. The other Star Wars celebration that's, holiday. That's right. <laughs> Star Wars has two. How many does Star Trek have? As far as I know, none. Well, uh, let's, let's take a look at some of this, uh, information that, uh, I've found, um, through various articles from starwars.com uh, more recently they've been very helpful at putting out some of this information so a lot of this you know is fact uh, so may the 4th uh, the date originated from obviously from the pun may the 4th be with you uh, a variant on the popular catchphrase may the force be with you 
And to anyone out there who's listening who happens to not have seen Star Wars, don't really know how you came across our podcast, but uh, in Star Wars, that's just a <laughs> saying, you know, the Jedis and the, the, the rebels and stuff. It's just a thing that people say, uh, may the force be with you. And so uh, a, a handy little, little pun, a little rhyme there. Uh, but the earliest use of the phrase was uh, in 1978, one year after the release of Star Wars A New Hope. And oh, that's really? so soon. It is. Really Definitely. Soon. It is it much earlier. It's like a 90s thing. It's much earlier than I thought it was as well. Uh, by then, Star Wars was firmly established within American pop culture and became like a handshake between people. Um, as Professor Leo Browdy would later comment in the documentary Empire of Dreams, in 1978, clever newspaper writers would use the catchphrase as a gimmick to mark Independence Day celebrations on the 4th of July. May the Force be with you, as heard in A New Hope, had been appearing on licensed and unlicensed buttons, posters, and various items for months. And uh, it would be enough to convince those writers that the joke would be well-received by their readers. Uh, I would probably agree with that. I mean, you know... Star Wars became very popular among people very, very quickly. So naturally, yeah. people caught on to that, right? That's crazy. Yeah. That it's been that long. Because honestly, for like my entire youth, I never took part of any online discussion of Star Wars. I didn't even know about the Han Solo stuff, stuff first until I watched the Blu-ray for the first time. Because yeah. I'd, I'd worn out like my original VHSs to bits. And... <laughs> And I was like, what, what is going on here? What is this? What is this stuff on my screen? And then finally, that's kind of like when I started kind of seeing Star Wars stuff online. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I was like, I don't know, 15, I thought I was the coolest kid because I was watching Star Wars and no one likes Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the times have changed. I, was, I wasn't on the internet that much. Right. So, but then, uh, but then recently I was like, May the 4th, that is so funny. And then... <laughs> You're saying it that it basically started like the year after makes me, <laughs> makes me realize like how much in a shell I was for like my whole life. Paul, you're here now, Phil. You get to celebrate with us. That's right. You get to celebrate with us. So the story continues. And on May 4th, 1979, Britain's new prime minister, Margaret Thatcher, happened to assume office that very day. Another clever newspaper writer for the London Evening News declared a full page ad May the 4th be with you, Maggie. Congratulations. This happened to be a while uh, Empire was actually filming in country. So uh, Star Wars, you know, very popular over there in the UK. And, uh, you know, having been filmed quite a lot over there in Pinewood Studios, uh, you know, they <laughs> lots of fans over there, right? And this is, uh, this is now, <clears throat> during the production of Empire, this is being used as a saying, May the 4th be with you. So... Uh, to many people, that might have been their first exposure to the saying as well. Um, Randy, Th Randy, uh, Randy Thom, I guess if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, who today is the director of sound design at Skywalker Sound, has been with the company for over 40 years, uh, worked as a location sound recordist on Revenge of the Jedi, which now Return of the Jedi is what it's called. Uh, its title, of course, later changed. Um, Randy joined the production unit in Northern California as they shot in the Redwood Forest, doubling for the moon of Endor. May 4th, 1982 happened to be the working day, happened to be a working day, and uh, Thom recalled uh, thinking of the pun on his own while contemplating the date. 
He shared it with others on set, and it would later continue to to write. He would later continue to write an annual message to the company, declaring, "May the fourth be with you uh, for years to come." Uh, so there, there another situation in the eighties um, yeah. during Return of the Jedi. Yeah, internal, internal employee trying to take credit. Yeah, there, there it is again. <laughs> In 2005, it was used once again in context with the American 4th of July holiday. Star Wars Revenge of the Sith had been released weeks earlier, and a marketing push to bring audiences back to the theaters inspired a unique newspaper and ad sporting Yoda on the front, um, a background of red and white and blue fireworks, and a, quote, may the 4th be with you. Uh, The ad was later made into a poster and sold at StarWars.com. Um, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, finally, in uh, 2011, Lucasfilm began to take more of an active role in the unofficial holiday, helping sponsor and promote events and sharing resources for free use. Um, we started to see May the 4th be with you on local television news, grocery stores, coffee houses, bookstores, sporting events. Uh, most people. Walmart uh, sales. <laughs> anyone who's <laughs> gone to see uh, perhaps a football game or. Uh, you know, MLB, uh, gone down to maybe Seattle, watch a, a Mariners game, whatever. They have Star Wars nights down there. Uh, May the 4th happens to be a celebrated evening for a lot of them. And uh, they get people showing up in the costumes and everything like that. Have you guys gone to one of those Star Wars nights and a sporting event? I have, actually. Yeah, um, I saw a hockey game and I think a baseball game as well, actually. Because basically they just have... Like the uh, 501st come out. Right. Um, In 2019, the Hollywood Reporter reported the headline, California makes it official, votes to declare May 4th Star Wars Day. And thus, merchandise sales, collabs, as well as exclusives are sold today through May 4th. So we're going to run as much as we found out about this. But, I mean, out of all of that stuff... We basically have history of May the 4th being unofficially celebrated since 1978. And uh, today it's now relatively in a pretty solid kind of holiday genre, you know, like like both officially and unofficially because Lucasfilm now endorses the event. So yeah. um, isn't that crazy? Like, I mean, like, like how many other fictional story franchises do you know out there that have a holiday like that? I mean, I know there's a Harry Potter day and whatever else, yeah, but like, could, who knows about that, right? I like, see that. It's not like, it's not like it's widely celebrated globally and, you know, Star Wars yeah. day comes along. It's like, people just know about it, you know? It hasn't transcended like the mainstream pop culture. Exactly. Like, I mean, like the, like the Harry Potter stuff and all that kind of stuff. Star Wars though. Like, I think it's know. the pun. Like the pun is so clever and so strong that it, you just hear about it, right? Like. I can't resist it. That's the thing. Like, if there was a Harry Potter one, I have no idea what it would be. I think that would help because I'm not surprised Harry Potter has its own day or the fans have made it a, a theme day. But I've never heard of it. Right. And I consider myself a fan. So, yeah. Um, let me see. Harry Potter Day is. Is it Harry Potter's birthday or the year or the day that the. Book oh, that would make was, sense. It's, so it's Monday, May 2nd. Oh, so it was yesterday. Happy oh, belated Harry uh, Harry Potter Day, everyone. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of nonsense. We already days. told the fans it's the fourth. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of it was two days ago. Oh, look at this. Uh, Reed has entered the uh, the escape pod. Welcome to the show, Reed. 
Happy Star Wars Day. Uh, Happy Star Wars Day. We're uh, we're getting into the history of of May the Fourth and how the saying has gone back to since uh, nineteen. Uh, what did I say? Nineteen seventy eight. Seventy eight. Yeah, a year oh, after Star really? Wars came out. Goes- yeah. <laughs> Isn't wow, that, nuts, that far right? back. It's pretty That's nuts. Funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I knew the movie did, you know, pretty well when it first came out, but I didn't realize, I guess I didn't really realize, you know, yeah. <laughs> it did that well that <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, hey, let's make this day. It was Basically, a slow start, though. Like, I think it was mostly puns and newspapers at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as Josh was saying, it wasn't officially Lucasfilm oriented as an actual day until, what you say, like 98 or something? Or 2000. Uh, 2000, 2011. <laughs> yeah, 2011, it was officially endorsed go. by Lucasfilm. And then 2019, it was made like a holiday by, or like a calendar event uh, by the state of California. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but I mean, kind of like to go back to what Phil was saying, uh, Star Wars Day has really transcended a lot of stuff. In fact, now it's really Star Wars Month. I mean, like the month of May has widely been known as just the, the month that most Star Wars has come out, like in the theater. Yeah, um, but that's just due to how George had originally released all the original films. Right, right, May. exactly. And uh, let me run you through the Star Wars calendar month of May. Okay, so May 1st is 501st day. Uh, 501st day, I, I don't <laughs> exactly, I'm not part of the 501st, but the 501st is a big, you know, official slash unofficial costuming group. And I believe, yeah. uh, I believe it says here that May the May first is is just a day that they celebrate as May. The yeah, first. it's because it's fifth month, first day, five oh one. Oh, that makes a sense. That makes total uh-huh. sense. Thank you. <laughs> didn't even catch on to that. Well, yeah, no, I didn't either. Wow, that's another another that's clever quote, unquote, pun, nearly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, a little more subtle, but yeah. And then we have May the fourth, which is. Star Wars Day. Uh, we have uh, for the last couple of years, it's come to my attention that people celebrate Revenge of the Fifth, which is t- uh, oh, I've heard of that. On, yeah. yeah, which is May fifth. Um, May fourteenth. Oh, nice. May fourteenth is George Lucas's birthday. Uh, <laughs> May sixteenth is the Attack of the Clones anniversary. May nineteenth is the Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith anniversary. May 21st is the Empire Strikes Back anniversary. May 25th is A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, and Solo anniversary. And on May 27th, we will have the long-awaited release of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. So, Star Wars Month, there you have it. Wow. So, does that mean from now on we need to watch those films and shows on those specific days <laughs> I, I guess i don't know i mean if you want to split it up and, and make a star wars month out of it instead of a day uh, i mean i i've watched them out of order <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, I i get the question sometimes like what do you do to celebrate star wars day and uh, the question is well i work and then when i'm off work um i just live that day as if it was any other i mean i I actually don't i'm ashamed to say i don't actually do anything because every (laughs) day is star wars day like i'm a star wars fan to the like down to the people here that like doesn't do anything you like you i would have expected more of you josh i expected more dude yeah i know at least watch a movie like it's not that hard (laughs) i think uh i think what it is 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 every day for for a star wars fan um, like some of us out there, it's just every day is Star Wars Day, right? So, so like May the Fourth rolls around, 
And it's great to have all these product releases and announcements and sales and stuff online. So it's just kind of like this wider celebrated thing, which makes the day more special. But me personally, it's just I ever I'm so saturated with Star Wars stuff all around me all the time. And, you know, always it's always on my mind to talk about it every week, you know, on the show and with other people and whatever. And it's just like made the fourth rolls around. It's nothing overly special to someone who's always in that moment, you know, and and I don't know about you guys, but like maybe you can go around and tell me what what you guys do for Star Wars Day. Let's read. You, you, you do anything for Star Wars Day? Uh, nope, absolutely nothing. Pretty much. <laughs> I, oh, no. Yeah. Typically I work. Um, I mean, like some years when I actually realize that it is Star Wars Day, I'll be like, oh, man, like, you know, I'll probably maybe I'll do a marathon of the movies or something like that. That's pretty much like my uh, that's about as far as I go is a marathon of the Star Wars movies. Let's not forget, we all joined the Star Wars Escape Pod podcast. True enough. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, as of as of right now, we're recording this a day before Star Wars Day, but uh, you know, the release is all that matters. So, so to those of you listening, uh, maybe 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 the way that our listeners celebrate Star Wars Day is by listening to this show. Which, in that case, huge honor. <laughs> or maybe Absolutely. I need to buy some Star Wars Escape Pod merch. That's a pretty. Uh, I know I saw Josh in that hat yesterday, and now I see <laughs> you in that hat too. Where's mine, dude? <laughs> what a what a what a plug! This is a good plug. I gotta I gotta start making these more widely accessible. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll end up with one at some point. Store or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Phil, yeah. What do you what do you got up to on Star Wars Day? Uh, I am very similar to Reed, except, uh, yeah, pretty much I, I usually forget about it. And then when I'm like, I'm like oh, it's May the 4th because everyone like, is talking about it. I'm like, you know what? It's time for some pod racing. So usually, nice. Usually, nice. Usually, I, usually I'll start, I'll watch episode one and then straight to episode four. And then I'll watch five and six if I can. Amazing. If time permits. If time permits. But, uh, Sorry, so you skip episode two and three? I definitely skipped to. Absolutely skipped to. <laughs> the, the, the day, the day is too short. But how else? To. How else are you gonna know that sand is coarse and hard and it gets everywhere? Phil feels like there's only 24 hours in the day. I'm not gonna spend two and a half of it celebrating Attack of the Clones. <laughs> At least just skip to the end and watch Geonosis. There's uh, yeah, watch the actual like cool part of the movie. <laughs> what's the um? There is there is a a watch order. I remember my cousin was telling me machete. machete. Machete order you're referring to, I assume. Is it like you start with four or five and then you go to the prequels? Yeah, it's four or five. Then you you go to Attack of the Clones, then Revenge of the Sith. And you don't watch Phantom Menace at all because I guess that's <laughs> negligible. And then you go to Return of the Jedi. Yes. And the idea is watching it in that order best shows uh, Luke Right, Luke growing up, the introduction to the galaxy because it's done so well in uh, A New Hope, and then you get the reveal that Darth Vader is Luke's Luke's father, and then you get the backstory of Darth Vader, and then you get the conclusion of both. Yeah, oh. but uh, I've I've watched it like that before, and I, I I really enjoyed it. But you know, I've watched. If you want to go one step further, there's a fan edit. I think there's a couple, and I I can't. One's called the Dark Mantle, I think. Um, and what it does, it takes all three prequel movies and it like edits them and like makes one story. Oh, just like a super cut. Yeah, I've watched. That's I've watched cool. something like that before. Yeah, someone gave me like a 
a copy of it or something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's Dark Mantle or another one of the other ones I watched, but really? the best one I saw used the Japanese version and then they redid the lines with subtitles. Interesting. Yeah, it was pretty neat. But yeah, so I usually I skip to because I've watched it so many times and it's my least favorite of all of them. Phil, will you be uh, celebrating Attack of the Clones on May 16th when it hits its 20 year anniversary? No. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I thought you were just saving it. That's why you skipped it. Uh, no, I just, I just, I just listen. Like, I if it, if it was like still relatively fresh, I'd probably give it a go. But I, I understand. Like, I, I, I used to make it a point to watch the whole, <laughs> the, the whole canon. Yeah, like yeah. every month. Dang, then, that's a lot, man. That's yeah, but I, I, I used to love it. I used to pop the VHS and like. You know, once in a while you're just you're just not you're like you're not really like paying attention that much. Yeah. It's just like a background thing. Right. But and, but then yeah, I got in the habit of doing that. Trying recently, to stop. Recently, events have transpired where I've kind of gotten a little bit out of it. But I, I'm looking for an excuse to jump back in. You got a I, kid now. You got to show the kid the ropes. She uh she she loves episode one from what I've from what I nice. watched. When she when the yeah, pod racing was it. on, glued to the screen. Loves oh the, man, loves the, loves the aliens. It's got yeah. good energy in that sequence. You, you you use the word fresh to describe Star Wars movie. What do you, what do you consider a fresh Star Wars movie? In what uh, something that I haven't like watched to death and that I actually enjoy. So like so like I've watched Episode Two so much, but I, it's not really like my the most enjoyable movie. But it, it's just because I'm like I'm hooked. I'm like okay, well. I gotta watch the whole thing from A to Z. Mm, right. So I start with episode one and I thoroughly enjoy because pod racing, obviously. And then I get to episode two and I'm like, this is gonna be a struggle. But I'm I'm basically I'm counting down the hours until I get to pop in episode three and four. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear you. Well, no you feel like you gotta eat your vegetables before you get the steak. That's right. That's, yeah. that's the best analogy I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you, man. I got your back for, for anything, for anything. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my that's my two that's my two cents. Excellent. For episode two. Reed, what's your opinion on episode two? I mean, we're we're hitting the the 20 year anniversary. Have you seen that movie a lot? Um, I've seen it a good amount. Um, I think the movies that I kind of grew up with were. Uh, phantom menace and then the uh, original trilogy like that was just kind of what was out already when i was a kid like the other movies came out uh later mm -hmm. in theater and stuff like that but yeah i think we had i know for sure my family had phantom menace on vhs and then i think i think the other the original trilogy so that was so, so the fill order like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that, no. was just, that was just what I watched. Like, I, I, I mean, you know, I didn't care. I was a kid. Yeah. It's funny I, like, is I think it was the same for me. It must have been just like an age thing because mm -hmm. watched yeah. the original trilogy a whole bunch because it was introduced to it because Star Wars is coming out, right? The new trilogy. Yeah. So my parents got me to watch that. So I was hooked on that. And I love the Phantom Menace. And then just, I remember watching that over and over again until Attack of the Clones came out. And then I don't remember watching attack the clothes that much and revenge of the sith came out and it's all i watched for another six months yeah so i don't yeah. know i don't know what the deal is with that revenge of the yeah. sith was pretty 
awesome. Like, I liked Attack of the Clones because when I saw it, like, how old were we when, when that movie came out? We're about 12, yeah, between the ages of 7 and 12 sort of thing. Yeah, so like again, like I didn't really, I didn't really care. Like uh, you know, I, I watched that. <laughs> no. movie. I was like, oh, cool, like clone troopers and blasters. <laughs> like I, I thought it was awesome. Pretty much, like I could have just watched like the whole Geonosis battles scene on repeat, basically, or like the Camino stuff. Like that, mm. yeah, that movie was actually pretty okay for like continued action, I guess, because it had you know Jango Fett and that kind of thing. But yeah, oh, actually. What's dawning on me now is, though I didn't watch the film as much as the other ones, I loved all the Lego sets that came out of that movie. Mm, oh, got, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You got, yeah, Django Slave 1, and then all the clone tanks and stuff. Man, like, some of the, the so, sets that came out then so were super good. cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that, because I think the most amount of action figures I had uh, before I ended up trading them all away and getting lego instead was uh, i had a plethora of of attack of the clones um little three and three quarter inch action figures uh that was just like i guess the thing that was widely available when i started getting into that kind of stuff so is that when those lego sets for the blasters still did the uh what was it like the the speaker yeah thing or the whatever, megaphone they the just megaphone like turned it around little... and put the little like you yeah. put the little uh bulb thing on the end yeah, of it you put, you put uh, the yeah, stud in the open end yeah, yeah the stud because <laughs> it was that was the was the classic lego blaster yeah so lego. they actually were like oh hey why don't we actually like make something what's yeah, funny is i still blaster. like those those old ones compared to the ones they have now where they shoot the stud they look like I'm they like, have stuff right. that shoots the stud now yep so you oh, can wow. lose all the studs <laughs> It's, it's funny because actually I found I was playing Lego with the kid the other day and I like I broke out my boxes from when I was a kid. In my hand, I currently hold my Jar Jar Binks Lego. Oh my gosh! Oh, awesome, yeah. Yeah. awesome. I've got that and, one. I've uh, got that one. He's got the the gray kind of vest on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. beige or whatever. Yeah. I, I wish I had my camera. I wish I had my webcam so I could show you guys. But like, he's just. Hanging, he's been hanging out on my desk doing like flips and stuff. All week. He comes with the set that had the two uh, EOPs that, um, yeah, you know, and then the other Gungan in the green outfit with the purple shield. He's, he comes in that one, right? Or or did you have uh, a different set? I'm trying to think. Yeah, the, the two droid scooters, right? I think he, oh, or maybe you, maybe you got him in a different set. I think he also came in. He was, um, the he was also in, yeah, the underwater ship. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think, yeah, I, I don't remember having anything elaborate like the that. Bongo. The bongo. I remember having the two droids. The bongo. The two droids, uh, the, it was like a droid set. It was like two droids on, on the scooters. I don't remember what they're called. Yeah, yeah the Staps. Uh, the Staps? The, 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 the Stap, are they those those flying little scooter things? Y yeah, yeah, the ones that, uh, that, that, Go oh, like when they land and stuff. Yes, that's absolutely. It's from the opening Naboo fight. Yeah, where that's yeah. right. Um, right after Qui Gon saves Jar Jar, and he saves him the second time from the droids on those those yeah. flying kind of speeders. I had that, and I had Anakin's pod racer. Oh so man, it could, I, have been, it could have been Anakin's pod racer. It, a year or two ago, I forget when it was. I bought the uh, the new re-release of the the Lego Anakin pod racer, and uh, oh, I have that too. I wonder where that went. I should put that on my desk. Yeah, I think it's so such cool. a cool ship, man. I, I one of the best. I saw it and I was like, oh, this is getting a re-release. No way. And I, I think it was celebrating either twenty years of 
the Phantom Menace or 20 Years of Star Wars Lego. It was probably, a, it, it might have been both actually. I was Phantom um, Menace. Because I think uh, been Lego Star Wars, I think, right? uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I think Lego Star Wars started coming out in like maybe 97 or 98 or something for the special editions. And then, mm-hmm. and then Phantom Menace Lego came out shortly after. Uh, so yeah, I think it might have been celebrating 20 years of Phantom Menace or something. But I know there was there was a we bunch should. of sets that they Man. re-released. What I wonder the, what the pod racer is worth right now on eBay. If you, it's still in box, uh, I don't know because I haven't seen it for a little while. So yeah, it's just continued for sure. Yeah. What's the name of uh, Darth Maul's ship? Uh, it's Sith Infiltrator. Do you have that one? That was the Lego set that I had as a kid. Oh man, that's and exactly. I played with that. I played with that until I broke it, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then never cool. put it back together. But yeah, I was just thinking. I was like, man, that'd be so cool to like. I'm kind of curious how much that would the Lego set would be worth now, because if I had been smart and held on to it, <laughs> but I wasn't. I'm I pretty much was like, ah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been really jealous of anyone out there who's got the original Naboo in one Starfighter with the chrome bits on it, like the the UCS oh, version man. of the chrome bits. Yeah, the UCS. Yeah, so. the chrome bits on it that they don't make anymore. Oh man, that must have been an online exclusive because I never saw that in stores. I or maybe Toys R Us. Or I think no, I think it was in store. It's just like at the time where where not many people bought it, and it's so old now that almost any set from that age is valuable. But the the parts that have the chrome on it, they just don't. Even the lightsabers now, they, they don't make the lightsabers with the chrome yeah. paint because it chips. It's because it, it, it flakes off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. But uh, hey, so going back to Star Wars Day related <laughs> stuff here. Um, some people, I know we went around and said how we don't celebrate Star Wars Day. Uh, but Hey, hey, hey. I celebrated by playing uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3D today. Thank there you. you go. There you go. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. no way. I have that downloaded first time. right now. I haven't played it. Um, yeah, it's my first time playing it. Playing it. Yeah, well, uh, it's like, well, in quotations, I've never beaten it, but I played it at a friend's house okay. off and on when I was really young. But we could never get past, the, I guess it's the third level when you have to go around the AT-ATs. I couldn't do this one. I couldn't do either. So that's why I, I got kid, stuck today too. It's I so hard. <laughs> so to make it worse, I had that game on the Nintendo 64, dude. Yeah, so we so played it on. <laughs> to fly it around the ATAT, you have to use those like yellow like arrow buttons or whatever crap. And I'm just like, what the fudge is this? And you have to go around like 50 times. I'm like, this took like two minutes in the movie. He's like, oh, what man. is this? What is this that game? Is, sounds like you guys are just terrible gamers. I've never had any. <laughs> Listen, you do not understand until you have played that game. Oh, how I have it is. played that game to nausea. My the N sixty four is my favorite console. Oh, okay. And this guy's just like a, a savant over here yeah, with he's an elite gamer. Elite <laughs> yeah. gamer when Pro it comes gamer. to when it comes to three games: Rogue Squadron, <laughs> Shadows of the Empire. And F Zero, Shadows of the Empire is actually very difficult as well. I got it, stuck on that game. It, it, is, it is not aged well. <laughs> What's the? There was another one that was like it's like the same thing as Rogue Squadron, but it was like on Naboo or something like that, and it was like yeah. I can't remember. I think it was just remember. Naboo fighters. Just like let me check something yeah. like that. But there, that game, that one, I actually beat. 
I think. All of these are on sale on Steam right now for anyone who wants to check Battle, this out. Battle yeah. for Naboo. I do not get paid for saying that, but Battle that is why I bought this game. It was oh, you cheap. know what? No, I never beat it because I could never beat the last mission because you're in a Naboo Starfighter and you're like single-handedly attacking the... the uh, uh, battle station or whatever. The, hey, Anakin uh, could do it. He was nine years old. Well, you, it's actually cool. You see Anakin fly into the hangar and ditch you and the rest of the <laughs> in one of the cutscenes or whatever. You gotta like, you gotta like blow up some of the tractor beams or something like that, and then he, yeah, choo, goes into one of the hangars and it's like, oh, we gotta buy him some time. <laughs> and then he shows up at the end and takes all the credit. <laughs> Well, I never got that far because I always, I always die. <laughs> well, that's how it works in the movie, anyway. Yeah, basically, I was one of the uh, expendable like extras or whatever for in the pilots. Um, so for uh, celebrating for celebrating Star Wars Day, uh, there's uh, there's a, an article that uh, StarWars.com just kind of put out recently suggesting ways that might help people like us that may or may not celebrate Star Wars Day just because we're always saturated or whatever. Um, number one, organize a watch party with some friends near and far, far away thanks to Disney+, Plus, thanks to the group watch feature. Um, you know, I always wondered why we never did that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we've tried using group watch before and it's been a little jank. Like sometimes people get the skipping issue. So I can see yeah. why people might not use it but uh, even just all of us watching it together yeah, like we're all we, pretty big fans right we watched mandalorian on it didn't we yeah actually yeah that, that's true yes yeah, true yeah when we were doing the um uh the uh the, the after show yeah that's, yeah that's right yeah thank you um I don't know, i'm still a fan of all three two one and then y'all hit play at the same time <laughs> <laughs> until one of them has to buffer then it becomes an oh no oh uh, yeah uh no. pause it pause it pause it all right it's going number two make <laughs> themed snacks and crafts for the occasion have you guys made star wars food before no never in my life but you know what now I've that you said it out food. loud i kind of want to yeah. we should all go pause and make blue milk <laughs> make some make some bantha burgers it's just it's just Powerade with milk guys. or uh, <laughs> Jabba Jabba cattle uh, Kool Aid yeah. Oh gosh, sugar particles in there. How about some Lula donuts or uh, or Jabba Cato toast? I'm uh I'm currently looking at the fandom website to look at uh, Star Wars. I got food. I got to be honest. I don't think any time I've ever watched Star Wars have I like looked at the food and been like that's appetizing to me because it's always <laughs> like they always show something like in the movies. It's always something really gross, like when Jabba the Hutt's like slurping down his little squirmy worm thing or whatever, or yeah. someone else is like uh, moving like, tentacles in the soup. <laughs> Yeah, the only like semi-edible food that you see is when like Anakin's flirting with uh, Padme, and but then that just doesn't really make me want to eat food anyway. <laughs> That's just just the one the one fruit. The yeah, one the fruit. one little fruit, <laughs> pear or whatever is yeah, like a pear. I'm just like okay. <laughs> uh, number three, we got uh, Star Wars is for everyone, including Star Wars kids, which is a YouTube subdivision of the Star Wars channel. So if you go to YouTube uh, kids or, or uh, even just on YouTube, type up Star Wars kids, I believe uh, there's a whole 
Star Wars based YouTube channel for younger mm. viewers. And there's uh, you can catch the latest two shorts, which is uh, Galactic Pals micro series. And in addition to bite sized animation, you'll find tutorials on crafting, drawing, and more. So anyone with a young kids in the house might actually get some good use out of that. Uh, number four, expand your understanding with a galaxy um, of the galaxy with a Star Wars book or comic. So with phase one of the High Republic recently having come to a planet-shattering cliffhanger, uh, there's a ton more stories out there, including wave two of the High Republic, or phase two, I guess. And uh, the Marvel's Obi-Wan Kenobi series actually debuts next week, which should uh, kind of launch us uh, into uh, that character's story with the Disney Plus show. Uh, there's a variety of other books and comics that have recently come out and more that are coming out this month, which uh, we can kind of get into in a little bit. Uh, number five, make it a Star Wars day at the ballpark. So lots of sporting events going on, including the Philadelphia Phillies, Los Angeles Dodgers, New York Mets, uh, Mil Milwaukee Brewers and the Toronto Blue Jays. If you catch a game um, around the time of May 4th, uh, you'll likely be at a Star Wars sporting night which is pretty sweet. That is actually pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, that's some idea. We need something here on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, some ideas for, for anyone who doesn't know how to celebrate Star Wars Day. Also look for local events being hosted by your local space center, uh, your local movie theater. Sometimes maybe a, if it's more independent movie theater, they might actually play a Star Wars film. Um Comic book stores, potential organized Star Wars game nights as well. Like if you have a, uh, an army with Star Wars Legion, Armada, or X-Wing, uh, there might be an organized play thing going on, uh, as well as more shops out there. All right, so uh, we're just going to talk really briefly about this really cool new product reveal, which is just, uh, it's a thing today uh, from Orbit Key. And they're introducing a new Star Wars lineup to their collection. Orbit Key primarily makes a lot of keychains and uh, things to keep your desk organized and key Bluetooth trackers and all this crazy stuff. Uh, they're coming out with four limited edition Star Wars key organizers. One for Boba Fett, the Mandalorian, Grogu, and Emperor Palpatine. And they look pretty neat. I mean, there's, uh, there's some nice color on some of these guys. Uh, they're made of various materials, leather, fabric, all this and that. They got a little doohickey for uh, attaching it to uh, maybe like a key ring or something like that. Uh, but yeah, they're making the jump to hyperspace with four limited edition key organizers from a galaxy far, far away. And they will be shipping the pre-orders May 25th. And they're priced at either... $44.90 US or $69.90 Canadian. And uh, for those friends of ours in Australia, it is going to be $54.90. So variety of prices there. And uh, you can order those as of today on May 4th, limited edition. So uh, go and check those out. I have these like giant, like especially for work, I have these like ginormous uh, like keychains and like a, out here i'm gonna i'm gonna show it to you guys it's like on a cable or whatever here i don't know if you can see this but 
I have like tons of keys on like a cable and it like extends out and stuff like that, mm. but it's just like a mess and it's like jangling around and slapping like, you know, my thigh or whatever all day long. Yeah, every security guard in the world has one of those. <laughs> Literally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that'd be a way more like efficient way. Yeah, because yeah, it looks like that keychain you have, you could basically climb the outer walls of the Nebu Palace. Oh, dude, for real. Like, I'd throw that thing up there and it would latch on to the, yeah, parapet. Yeah, you got your own grappling hook with all those keys. On That's the right. Basically. So this this yeah. looks like it keeps it all nice and organized. Looks like it's got a, um, it's, uh, well, I mean, you know, anyone out there listening to this episode right now can look it up. But um, the, the Grogu one has got like a tan color with a green inside. Um, Mandalorian one's a kind of like a dark gray. And Palpatine is like a black with a kind of like a I don't know if that's just the lighting or what, but maybe there's like a I think it's just black and purple. purple. Yeah, purple, purple, purple inside. And then the yes, me like it had chrome on it or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. I think that must have been the Mace Windu a keychain, and then they decided to rebrand it at the last minute. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know what? His lightning there is kind is. of purpley. Hello, what have we here? Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know what? This would be great for like my. Uh, like I have so many locks for my different guns. <laughs> I could have. I'm gonna have Blasters. a one for Blasters. like. Uh, We're in the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Uh, my, uh, you know, I got a lot of blasters in the, uh, you know, armory back there. So I need to organize the the locks and keys for them. I like this thing. It'd be so, handy for that though. If you're like out in the back country, you don't have your keys it's all jangling and scaring off any panthers. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I definitely would. I have way too many keys. I have like three different keychains and try to pick whichever one is the smallest that I can afford to take with me that day. The least amount of stuff. Yeah. So a lot of the keys are larger, like like vehicle keys. They always have yeah. the thick end to them, right? So I'm not oh, sure yeah. if that's supported on this or not. It looks at least the images they only have the traditional kind of house key cut yeah that's a good question yeah, yeah. it, it kind of looks like as you take it apart so there's a special mechanism to take it apart and then you you kind of um clasp it together through the hole on your key which you would normally put a key ring through um and it looks like it locks in a secure way so that your keys are kept kind of uh, tight so you have to fold them out rather than have them loose and and uh, when you fold them into this thing it looks like it that leather strap is kind of like a kind of like a key guard almost um like a sleeve yeah 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 kind of like a sleeve so it's a really like interesting design um and uh you know i like the fact that there's some star wars style prints out there i don't think what, what's kind of nice about it as well if someone likes star wars stuff but doesn't like having that classic kind of cheesy chintzy star wars like merchandising vibe about it where it literally says nothing it. too flashy yeah it's nothing too flashy right yeah it's like got this really kind of subtle tone to it and like you know a star wars and if you look on the inside it's engraved there but it's not like anyone else is going to know that right so hmm. i was wondering if we were to suggest characters for next year hmm. what would you guys suggest uh, Darth Vader, obviously. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, That's like a good black. one. It has, has a cape on it. You guys some, ever heard uh, some of red. this character? His name is Dash Randar. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Maybe like a, maybe like a silver and brown. That'd be, that'd be a good way to go. Yo, you know what one they need to do? They need to do the... Uh, 
young Anakin pod racer one. Oh, there we <laughs> go. Like silver, blue, or chrome and blue one or something. Silver, blue, and a little bit of yellow. Yeah. And then, oh, a Naboo Starfighter. Yeah, I was just going to say, an N1 Starfighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that actually kind of cool. That would be really cool. I'd buy that one <laughs> for my single key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's a good idea though. I mean, I, I could, I could go for that one. Uh, you know, for and what's for the R two D two one, man? R2, it's like a I classic know. Star oh, Wars yeah. oh, like the R two D two one. Or where's the three PO? Where's the gold? You know, like maybe even the yeah. make the his. You know how he's got that famous kind of charging port on his belly button, like. You know, maybe oh, yeah. warp that into the design somehow and use that locking mechanism as that part of him or something. Like, I don't know. Might be kind of cool. Dude, That'd be pretty like cool because it would actually guys. work for, for should, him, right? Yeah. We should, like, lease these ideas to Orbit Key. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Orbit Key, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, listen, guys, we got some great ideas for you. <laughs> you know, Orbit Key, uh, if you're listening, you know, send some out to Star Wars Escape Pod. We'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll do a, a product we'll review. So much use out of those so fast, no joke. <laughs> we got enough guys here that'll that'll use them daily. So uh, you know, yeah. let's get in touch. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's our uh, early information. So thanks, Orbit Key, for giving us the the early scoop. I don't know how many people actually got the early scoop, but uh, there you have it. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. I don't, have you guys been um, have you guys been watching the, the the you might think like what does this got to do with Star Wars? Have you been watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial at any point this past week? What's that have to do with Star Wars? I I knew you were gonna bring that up. Um, okay, so uh, so I've got um, I've mostly I've, seen the memes that have come out of it, but yes. <laughs> Uh, Richard Edward Marks. Okay, he's a UCLA grad, School of Law from 1973. And he's been a 50-year officer uh, of the courts. And he works as, he's basically a deal guy. He's, uh, he's a guy who basically works as a lawyer primarily for producers in the film industry, for actors and stuff. His primary goal is to get deals made, okay? And uh, as he was speaking on behalf of uh, Johnny Depp, he shared some enlightening, uh, when, when, when you're in a court as a witness, they tend to ask you a lot of questions about your past just so that the jury kind of knows who this person is and, and like what their, yeah. yeah, their expertise on the matter or whatever. Um, and, uh, he said something very interesting, which, um, I'm, I'm just going to play for you, uh, right here. So, uh, let's, let's take a listen. So a couple of years and, and I made deals. What kind of projects did you work on when you transitioned into that, uh, deal-making role? Well, this is, um, you know, uh, mid-1970s, and this law firm uh, uh, was hot, if you will. Some of my classmates were there. That's how I got the job. I had to take a cut in pay to go there. Uh, and um, I, I'll never forget, I'm the second chair attorney in a big conference room at Fox, and we're trying to close a deal for our young client, George Lucas, to make a film called Star Wars, a, a, a Western space movie. And Fox would not give us the budget or the salary he wanted. And this is the God's honest truth. We said, okay, give us the merchandising. 
And famously, they gave us the merchandising because they didn't think there was value there. Uh, and that's how much our business has changed. Uh, while I was at uh, that, my first transactional firm, we also worked uh, for a client. His name is Sylvester Stallone. He, his claim to fame is that he was a uh, character actor, but he had written a script that all the major stars wanted to play. They wanted to play the role Rocky. And he said, I will not sell this script unless I play Rocky. And no one was happy about that. And the deal we made was uh, he got to play the role, but it was a very low budget and he hardly had a dressing room. He hardly had any perks. He wasn't happy about it, but we were able to make up for that in the deals for Rocky two, three. And, and, and that's the type of deals it was, we, at that entertainment transactional firm, we weren't representing um, uh, major companies, if you will. We were representing artists, uh, uh, writers, d directors, talent, like, um, uh, you know, individuals. We weren't representing the, the companies I do now, like ITV or Village Roadshow. There you have it. Um, so one of the guys that kind of made Star Wars happen uh, was sitting in the courtroom this past week at the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. And uh, I thought that was a little interesting audio bite there because it's because of the merchandising, so because of the merchandising that we yeah. have Star Wars the way it is, you know? It's true. I find it really funny, though. There's this massive court case going on, and this guy's asked to, like, talk about himself for like three minutes and he right. just it gloats about how he was like the guy who like got the deal for george lucas like, <laughs> dude, yeah, i mean dude hey you know what this guy's smart man he knows this is like one of the most public trials in history oh, yeah. so he's like you True. know what? i got a platform to sell sell myself right now so that, that <laughs> well, that's exactly what happened taking advantage of yeah he's like i uh, close this deal and uh, that deal and uh, yeah that was that was just a here's little... my number give me a call yeah. <laughs> yeah here's i got some cards with me i'll be waiting on the door on the way out that, that was just a little kind of uh, out of context clip but uh th like there was a lot more yes. a lot more to it but i just thought you know i was listening to this thing and he brought up, he's like, oh, yeah, and he brought up for a little client, a little guy named George Lucas. And then all of a sudden I perked up. I was like, wait, what did you just say? And, and I flipped over to that window on my computer and I was like, dang, he's talking about Star Wars. Like, how cool is this? And he's the guy. Because oh, like, we've, we've been told as Star Wars fans, you know, anyone who's kind of listened to George talk in interviews and stuff like that, he always goes on about how Empire Strikes Back would have never happened if he hadn't secured the merchandising rights because that's how he kind of paid for the movie and how he kind of got the ball rolling, right? Because otherwise Fox wouldn't, wouldn't give him the money. Like, you know, they were, they were really adamant about not believing in this series. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's tough to say what would have happened with the sequel because they still would have controlled a lot more than he would have hoped. And as a creator, as the guy who uh, made the movie he wanted to make, um, he, he didn't have producers breathing down his neck to give them the product that they wanted. Uh, he was able to go out and do what he wanted. And it's because of the merchandising that he was able to do that. And uh, I thought that it was really interesting that the guy who helped him get that deal was uh, talking, talking in the trial this past week. So there you go. How, <laughs> so, sorry. How many hours of uh, trial footage did you have to sort through Josh? Oh man, I do. I've been listening to all of it every day. I've been, I've been keeping what? up every day. I listen Why? to all, uh, all eight hours of it, you know? <laughs> 
you just like have it playing in the background? Yeah, yeah. I just have it. I just like have a plan. If I'm not listening to anything else, not watching a Bro, movie. Bro, I or could show. recommend like a hundred podcasts or audiobooks <laughs> or like literally anything else other than that trial. All I need to know about that trial, I've learned from memes. That's basically that's as far as I'm willing to dive into it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think a lot of people share that opinion. I just, it, it fascinates me, but I, I was glad I got that because that did not end up in a highlight reel. And and if I was uh, if I wasn't watching the whole thing, I would have missed that. But um, you got to clip that and put it on the podcast YouTube channel. People can find it. Dude, it's right yeah. here, man. It's exclusive on our podcast. They got to tune in. And- <laughs> He's got to listen in an hour yeah, in. Exactly. Oh, um, so when we start talking about merchandising here, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, on top of the question of like, what is Star Wars Day? And like, you know, they might also be asking, why is there so much stuff? Like, why is there so much Star Wars toys and action figures and video games? Like, why is it such a big deal? And uh, that's why. Uh, that's why it's a big deal, because uh, it literally helped uh, the franchise grow. And it was the seed that made uh, one movie into multiple well, I got a I got a point real quick here. We sure. should do an episode or whatever we chat where we try to we all try to find the most obscure Star Wars toy and then we'll compare. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's do that at some point. Yeah. Dude. I, I, I already Go got on. one. I already got one in mind, but <laughs> Is it is it Jar Jar's tongue? Yep. Candy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vic, that one should be off the list because they all just can pick the same one. <laughs> Dude, it's, a bow, I, it's a bow check action thing, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> With backstory. With backstory, that's right. Oh, man. This deal is getting worse all the time. Speaking of deals, uh, if you are in the market for a deal, specifically video games uh, between Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, mobile platforms, VR, and PC, you can find all of the crazy deals going on right now on Star Wars Day. Starting tomorrow, these deals will start to disappear. Um, And this goes from DLC all the way to an actual game from KOTOR Mobile all the way through Xbox, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Go onto your digital game marketplace and you can see all the deals there for yourself. Humble Bundle, GOG, Steam, Origin. Uh, that's the place to look on PC. Uh, Xbox and PlayStation users know where to go. And uh, if you're on mobile, you can find KOTOR Mobile on the iOS store and Google Play for 50% off, I believe. Quest users and VR, shout out to you guys and PlayStation VR. Um, there's going to be Star Wars sales going on today as well, so be sure to check those out. And there's also going to be links in the description of this podcast episode for games and various merchandising sales, all the way from a Star Wars Tamagotchi to various types of jewelry and rings. Check those links out. And uh, you can't go wrong with uh, saving some money on Star Wars merchandise. Merchandising. (laughs) Merchandising. What's that? Merchandising. Come. I'll show you. Open up this door. Spaceballs, homage to George Lucas. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Star Wars games have been a huge thing for a very long time. Uh, Phil, what's your favorite Star Wars game? (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's actually not Shadows of the Empire, surprisingly. Really? That is very surprising. But Dash Render is not even in this other game. I know, which is the most unfortunate thing, which is why I'm trying to bring him back. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> uh, Shadows of the Empire is my second favorite 
and uh, just because uh, just because I've played it recently, and honestly, like it just doesn't hold up. <laughs> but uh, there's Rogue Squadron on the GameCube. I believe it's Rogue Squadron Two. It is the most amazing Star Wars game. I love it so much. Wait, Rogue Squadron Two? Yeah, is on the GameCube. Yeah, the Rogue Squ- Squadron 3D is on the N64. Well, it's actually not called Rogue Squadron 3D. It's just that's oh, the way, okay. That's that's the way Steam is is selling it as. I don't know why. Ah, uh, makes sense. I, on, on the, I didn't recognize N64, that part. So yeah, I guess that's why. On the N64, it's just Rogue Squadron, and the, the second installment and the third installment is two. There's, I think, the third one is called Rebel Strike, maybe. And uh, so there's like there's out of ship segments too. But uh, but uh, World Legend Two on GameCube is so good. They used to be like this. They used to have an arcade version. So you know you know that, was that old arcade box for Star Wars that was like made in the eighties or whatever, and it's like all uh, vector art and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. in my local theater, they had like replaced the cabinet with I guess like a demo version or something. Maybe not a demo version. It was like an actual licensed thing, and it was a whole. Thing that you would get inside of and you would feel like you were inside a, uh, like a, an x-wing or something and you were playing uh you were playing rogue squadron 2 basically like the first the first level and oh my god it was so good oh man that's super cool nice and so that's my favorite one for sure i don't know about you someone guys. should remaster those into vr cool uh, you know it's funny that you say that there there is some uh independent artist out there or programmer um redoing i think it's shadows of the empire in vr and uh they've got a demo on youtube that they've that they've put out like uh maybe two minutes of it or something like that and and it looks pretty cool i mean um you know it's not the most uncommon thing i guess older games being kind of republished as vr because they don't they're not super demanding games for graphics and when you got the headset on stuff you kind of forget about that minute detail in absolutely everything that you're looking at because you're experiencing it and it kind of takes away from needing that super high resolution textures and all that stuff right because you're for sure yeah, no, yeah if a game is good it'll hold up on its own i i replay lots of old games and i still think they're great resident oh, yeah. resident evil 4 uh was just republished as a vr uh exclusive on quest and uh i think people have been enjoying that you know it's a classic classic game uh Blake, you got a favorite Star Wars game? Probably KOTOR, honestly. The original oh. Knights of the Old Republic is just so good. So now, choice. Though I will say KOTOR 2 with the Katagroom floor. I brought this up before. I actually, last time I played through both, I liked the second one with the Katagroom floor mod, which adds all the content that was cut due to a limited time for release. And I actually thought the gameplay was better in the second game. But the story is probably better than the first one. Interesting. Did you do you do you have them both on mobile? No, I've only ever played them PC and original Xbox. Yeah, Xbox all the way. <laughs> yeah, man. You can get them on mobile for fifty percent off right now. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the repertoire. I basically yeah. just play like Pokemon Red over and over again on my phone. <laughs> Reed, you got a favorite Star Wars game? Uh, yeah, probably um, the OG. Star Wars Battlefront 2. That was the the first video game I ever owned on my PlayStation 2. Like I got my PlayStation 2 and then I that was the game I got for it for I think it was like Christmas one year or something like that. Yeah. And man, played the heck out of that game. 
still i really like the I, I like the new star wars battlefronts like the new star wars battlefront one was like pretty good and then the newer one like i like the story at least i know the ea kind of fudged up the multiplayer a little bit but they're they're still pretty good games but yeah the, the original one man so good have you played so, that recently one it is have you, have you what, played it sorry? recently the battlefront the classic battlefront 2 you played it anytime within the last <sighs> couple of years no not recently um i mean i still like i don't really feel like i need to i've played that game so much like yeah. i pretty much have it like memorized because it the whole like main campaign you're going through as like the 501st legion or whatever right up until mm -hmm. uh like i i think they kind of do almost an alternate history thing at the end where like you're on the death star or whatever i don't and you kill luke <laughs> you know it's um <laughs> i I'm, I'm just gonna give you a tip don't play it <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy what? it, no, if you enjoy good. it, if I you enjoy it right now as it is, and you haven't played it for years, don't play it again. Let it, let it fester as a good yeah. memory. Uh, because let me tell you something: some of these old games, if if you're if you're so like kind of if you're like me and you're like you you, you appreciate an old game to the point where you're like, oh, that was my favorite game, and it's still my favorite game, and I love all these new ones, but that's my favorite game because for me it's Republic Commando. And then I go back and play, and I'm like, dang, this the graphics are like this is old man like this is an old game yeah. like <laughs> i mean i don't i don't mind that so like there's lots of um old games to be fair josh played republic like commando when it came out didn't have the best graphics anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're getting to the heart of the issue right now what I uh, what's really bothering josh yeah, yeah. Cause like when that game came out my cousin bought it and played it and then offered it for me to, to borrow it and i was looking at the box art and the bookies looked so bad i don't remember this but he's telling me years <laughs> later that I, I refused to borrow it because the wookies look too terrible <laughs> republic commando really um it's, yeah this was back like when it came out yeah but like uh, battlefront 2 the original actually i, I feel like obviously it's it's not Decided, like it's not like modern graphics or anything but i feel like it holds up i think i think the art style within the game itself is good and the and the controls are still like really really good and the, just yeah, the mechanics and in general just the game design in general because like when that so when that game came out um you know it had a it had a good like campaign story or whatever but you know you could play like the whatever different the different classes of troopers and stuff like that but then you could also do the heroes as well which was pretty cool because like you know like how many other like games out there were like that right like none like it was pretty pretty unique and pretty awesome um mm -hmm. and the, they had like different game modes and stuff like that like you know they had kind of the like now if you were playing something like uh, battlefield you would be pretty used to like that style of gameplay but like you know they had like the conquest game modes and then like the team deathmatch stuff uh and they had like they kind of had a couple fun um modes too like i think it was like hunt or something like that so there was one where like you could uh on endor where you know you could play the the ewoks and then you could play the uh scout troopers which was like super hard because you know you're trying to hunt down all these stupid little ewoks with spears and rocks and crap like that and you're stuck with like a sniper rifle in like the forest which is not <laughs> not ideal and then there was my my favorite one was the the hoth one where uh you could 
play the wampas <laughs> or is that is that what they're called yeah the wampas the, yeah yeah the wampas and be the the rebels and as the rebels you have to protect your <laughs> the the base or whatever from the the wampas yeah it's just yeah good times man good times <laughs> well um i got an article i mean talking about old games here i got an article which uh <laughs> I can I can I can read just a it's it's a really small one but I just thought it was the funniest thing because um I thought back to this thing exactly of all of us kind of appreciating these old Star Wars games you know we're all kind of in a small way stuck in the past in that sense so <laughs> here we go okay Kansas City long running Super Smash Bros melee tournaments across the country are seeing massive dwindling attendance numbers over the last few years. Uh, sources say due to the fact that players have come to the realization that the game is now officially over 18 years old. And then there's a quote. It seemed to us like it was just time to move on to a newer, younger games. Remarked recently departed competitive Smash player 3PHB, who asked to be identified by only his gamer tag. And he says again, after a certain point, the purity of the gameplay just goes away, you know? I didn't like Brawl at first, but it's actually starting to mature into a really interesting and beautiful scene. I feel like I'm <laughs> tripping head over heels for it. Other players who had recently voiced their complaints seemed to agree with 3PHB, saying that the game scene had just not been the same recently. And another quote here. It's great to see the community age, but at the same time, it starts to feel stale. A fellow longtime tournament member, Rules 11, or Rules 12, sorry, uh, said when he asked about the state of the game, he said, I guess I really feel like a sleeker, newer game would hold my interest better. Uh, it's always good to get in a game early when the meta is still developing. At, at press time, many departing <laughs> melee players report that they're planning on cozying up to the 2007 game Arcana Hearts while it's still in its prime. <laughs> the person who wrote this is clearly going through a divorce. <laughs> Midlife crisis. Yeah, honestly, that's what it just sounds like. It just sounds depressing listening to the people talking about. You, you know, it's just funny. Like you know, the center of their life. It's funny because you know we're going on about these old games, but I feel like in a couple of years we'll be like, you know what? I've got a new favorite Star Wars game. It's called uh, The Force Unleashed Two. <laughs> <laughs> it'll just slowly hey, later man, later. I really yeah, like yeah. that game that's a good game our favorite game in the, in the past is like you know 15 years in the past and you know as time ages this is going to move up and in 30 years we're all going to be talking about EA's Battlefront 2 game as if it's like the new stuff on the market oh, brother. <laughs> I could you know I wouldn't be surprised if 10 yeah let's say 10 years from now if I keep replaying like some of the newer games like say Jedi Fallen Order, if I decided that that one was actually really high in the rankings. Because I like that game a lot, but I think it hasn't had time to really, like, absorb into, like, my, uh, my consciousness to the same I, level at this point. I still need to play it again, just because the first experience I had, I, I really hated it. Well, Not good really. news, Phil. It's on sale. It's on sale. <laughs> it's, on sale <laughs> it's on sale, man. It's on sale. Josh, give me the list that again. Give me the list. You want this, don't you? You guys, um, do you guys know about the Star Wars soap? The Star Wars yeah. one, right? I think I've seen. Yeah, that yeah, one. yeah. So Darth Maul's ruthless rinse, and uh, Darth Vader's dark side <laughs> scrub, uh, Yoda's wisdom wash, and Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi's only hope soap. 
Oh, he's so great, <laughs> dude. I gotta. Oh man, I need that now. Ten percent off, man. Ten percent off. Hope. Valid no. today only. Bro. Okay, guys. Uh, celebration is around the corner. And I saw that George Lucas's son, Jet Lucas, will be at Celebration as a guest. He is most famous for playing the little Jedi that gets shot in front of Bail Organa. <laughs> I'm sorry, can you say that again? Famous for? Famous for, famous for playing the little Jedi who gets shot in front of I Bail Organa. Oh, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Oh, Bail yeah. Absolutely. That's such a George Lucas thing to do. Be like, hey, Dad, can I, can I have a role in your movie? Yeah, sure, Sonny. Want to play a Jedi? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Pew, 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 I want, I want more panels from actors who like had no talk on screen, but like, and like, and like five seconds of screen time. I really want like panels. And like them just dissecting stuff about so it. So what does Star Wars mean to you? Well, <laughs> back in oh, 1999. Man. Oh man, actually, which was obscure characters, but was also super cool. Is one of the panels that we got into was like Wedge and um, like a whole bunch of like the original X-wing pilots, mm, which was yep. super cool. Right, you mentioned. And I think that the guy who played Wedge had never been to a single celebration before. That was his first one. Yeah. Oh, that's no um, that's, that's cool. uh, Ewan McGregor's uncle, from my understanding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 His history was small world, right? Way back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Ewan McGregor will be there as well. Um, and nice. uh, let's see here, Kelly Marie Tran, who plays Rose Tico, will be there. Uh, Carl Weathers will be there. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano, will be there. Daniel Logan, Boba Fett from Attack of the Clones will be there. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO will be there. Giancarlo Esposito and uh, quite a few more. So, uh, you know, tons of uh, tons of stuff going on at Celebration and uh, lots of guests are going to show up. Actually, so. uh, did you guys talk about that documentary, that mini doc about the kid who almost played Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, you know what? We haven't brought that up yet, but uh, that's that's a funny uh, video. We got we got to talk about that at some point. I, I, I think I, I, what I love the most about Star Wars is definitely the like he didn't even he wasn't even on screen, and they still managed to pump out like a forty five minute documentary <laughs> about a guy who auditioned for the part of Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> That's so good. So much. It's so good. Dude, there's so many good stories for Phantom Menace. Like, same with Ahmed Best. Like, he's got this story about on his way into the for uh, the audition, he like passed uh, Michael Jackson on the way out. Michael Jackson had <laughs> done a take to play Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> is that bizarre? That is the most bizarre <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, that's a real thing. It's like I, I think uh, I, I heard this on Rebel Force Radio. They were talking about this, and they had some jokes. They did like a fake like uh, audio recording of it and stuff. It was pretty funny. But yeah, that was like a real thing. And George obviously didn't want him on the show because he was worried that Michael Jackson would then steal like the title position of the show, and people watch it for that reason. Yeah. So he, he wanted to cast some some obscure to so be focused on the story. 
Yeah, not because he would, you know, right. just not because uh, sound so absurd. Not not because uh, not because Liam Neeson, my, uh, Samuel Jackson, and everyone else in there. Like, <laughs> oh man, you know what we should do? Wow. I keep coming with all these great YouTube videos. I'm gonna have to edit them all. We should do a supercut of Phantom Menace with with Michael Jackson voiceover lines over top of Jar Jar. Oh man. <laughs> That's a great idea. This this is it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's um, going to be something else. That's going to be something special. So, um, yeah. I mean, uh, Star Wars... So, so I'm, I was talking about Star Wars Month. Um, do, you guys, uh, do you guys read any of the comics, any of the novels, any of that stuff? Uh, kind of. It's a, it's a big yes and no. I have my collection that I, I read... Uh, quite religiously. What do you, what do you typically read? I have my um I have my my omnibuses from uh from Dark Horse that I bought like years and years ago. So I've got I've got the it's called the Other Sons of Tatooine. So it's like stories about like uh there's one about like um, Biggs and there's one about Boshek and uh, Boshek. Who's Bo- that? Let me tell you about Boshek. He's at the bar when they go meet Han Solo in episode four. That's his well, that's, thing to That's fame. that guy that Obi-Wan's talking to in the cantina, and then that's, he looks awkwardly and moves out of the way so that Obi-Wan could talk to Chewbacca instead. That, that very same one, the guy with the <laughs> oh, sideburns. Oh, wow. The guy with the sideburns. And, <laughs> uh, I, I love that, that guy. Like them or whatever. It's exactly what I like. I'm, I've, I was saying earlier, it's just like, there's a background character. He needs to be fleshed out with his own, his own comic book, and I, I love it so much. But I the, love um, that they did that. It's like obscure guy who looks like he looks like he's in the way in the shot, like he wasn't supposed to be there, and they just this <laughs> huge background story on his comics and stuff. It's classic Star Wars, man. Absolutely. Like, uh, uh, so, so Dark Horse, I feel like uh, it's hit and miss. A lot of times the comics are like actually like really, really like terrible. They're usually like really ugly and the story kind of sucks, but the, uh, the, uh, you got the people out there things... going, going, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense, but you know, if you made better, better stuff, it wouldn't be that bad. Dude, but, uh... Josh, you need to cue the, uh, Michael Scott office meme where he's like, no, Please, God, no. 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 <laughs> Cut him off. Don't let him talk about Dark Horse like this. And, oh, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's the uh, the story of Biggs, Biggs Darklighter. It, God. And, uh, in the Omni. <laughs> no, God, please, no. 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 no! There you go. <laughs> so in this Omnibus, it's actually like, uh, first of all, the story is just amazing. It's like even though Biggs is like, uh, he's just the guy with the checker patterned helmet that dies. You know what I mean? Uh, but they explore his uh, quote unquote backstory, and it's really really good. And you know, it's only like I don't know, like, I don't know probably like not even forty pages. I guess I don't know. I don't know how to count to be honest. With you. But um, and it's, uh, it's it's really good. And I, I read all the time. And I got the I got the Boba Fett one. The Johto cast. Is that the one when you, with the doppelganger? Oh, yeah. The Johto jo- the jo- uh, cast yeah. one is so good. Uh, I love that one so much. And then uh, and then I have uh, I have another one. 
This, I think it's the one I, I enjoy the least, though. It's the, Phil, you got to tell me. You got to tell me here. Is, is there a Dash Rendar comic? There is. There is a Shadow of the Empire comic. I just don't oh, nice. own it, unfortunately. Uh, I I am on the lookout for uh, the series. But yes, he does make an appearance in uh, There's a Shadow of Empire uh, spinoff. Well, but, uh, speaking yeah. of the old Dark Horse stuff, have you been noticing they've been republishing a lot of uh, all those... Star Wars Legends Dark Horse stuff in these new Marvel labeled omnibuses? No, actually, I haven't noticed that at all. Yes, they, they've come up quite a few uh, already, but uh, there's one they're calling Empire Omnibus. Volume 1 launches on May 3rd, and um, and then the new Star Wars Marvel series from 2015 has an omnibus coming out on May 10th, but um yeah that they've yeah, keep an eye out for those. So Marvel's basically been taking all of what Dark Horse has done and publishing it with their own label. And uh, they've just been kind of putting them out in these big, huge chunks. So like a bunch of series all in like one big book. And I don't know if they're sorting it in like any particular order, but they're sorting it into like an era, I guess, and and putting it out there. So um, yeah, for anyone anyone looking out to get in those older comics, like that's probably a good way to do it. Because otherwise you just can't find them anymore. Like all those individual yeah. ones. Yeah. Absolutely. There was uh, when I used to go to Portland and stuff like that. There was this nice comic shop uh, in the Vancouver area, that's next to Portland, and I used to like scour though that, that shop just to find just find any goodies that I could find uh, for like Star Wars comics, and they were usually relatively cheap, which was awesome. But you know they come in various conditions. Let's just say, yeah, for how old they are. Well, um, I know uh, I know you've been waiting to enlighten us all on a particular character. Um, oh, my God. So I'm going to cue the uh, Shadows of the Empire menu theme song here. I'm going to be honest. The only reason I'm at the podcast tonight was for, for this, this segment. <laughs> I don't have much to say, guys, except for Disney, if you're listening. You have the best character just waiting for it. You're waiting there. Harrison Ford is too old. All right. You can't have Harrison Ford. You can't have, you know, Han Solo coming back. You can't use... Every time you make Han Solo, it's never Harrison Ford. So why not just make Han Solo, not Han Solo, and make a, da- like a gosh dang Dash Rendar movie? You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, so we, 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 we keep hearing a lot about Dash Rendar. I mean, anyone who's been tuning into the podcast for ages um, has probably probably had enough of us talking about Dash Rendar with any context of other than what game he's from. So... Uh, who is Phil? It? Phil, exactly. Phil, Phil Reedin. <laughs> Phil, Phil, our listeners. Who is Dash Rendar? Why should we care? And and why why should we want a movie about Dash Rendar? Go ahead. The, right. the, the mic is yours. <laughs> do you, do you guys love Han Solo? Well, I got a more handsome Han Solo for you. <laughs> oh, Drives a wow. similar ship, but not quite the same. Has this, has his own co-pilot, not a Wookie. But a repair droid is all I gotta say, and let me all tell right. you, he—he's basically Han Solo, guys. It's just Han Solo, but like better looking, <laughs> more rugged. More he's ripped. awesome. He's got like the coolest outfit. He's got like this chest plate with like—I don't even know what I want to call those shoulder pads, but they're pretty sick looking. Yeah, all I could say, yeah, that's pretty much. He looks sick. Sounds he, like he has Lando's taste in uh, partners or whatever. That's right. <laughs> oh, he's, def- he's definitely the uh, he's definitely the uh, you know the rugged smuggler, and uh, he did take down uh, Prince Shizor, and uh, you know 
probably possibly saved the entire Sounds galaxy. like a very important For those person. wondering, Prince Caesar is the uh, leader of the Black Sun crime syndicate. It's kind of like okay. the I'm glad. <laughs> I could have I honestly thought it was like some dude in a bar or something like that. I'm glad you cleared that up for me. <laughs> just a random guy. And he took down extra number four. That's right. <laughs> and he calls he himself sh- Prince. shot first. <laughs> But uh, actually, it's it's great that you mentioned the Black Sun Syndicate because, I mean, the solo movie was pretty open ended in introducing the Black Sun Crime Syndicate. So I am very hopeful for you know some kind of thing like they can they have Didn't the ability they now. The Pikes. Well, that was sorry? the Pikes. I thought solo they introduced the Pikes, not Black Sun. Didn't they? I mean, I think we went through this, but isn't Darth Maul at this point? In, in the storyline, the leader of the Black Sun, or is it? He wasn't Clone Wars. Uh, Darth Clone Maul. Wars. Yeah, Darth Maul, Black Sun. Yeah, briefly, briefly, uh, Darth Maul led Black Sun. But then uh, more recently in the canon, uh, they, they did actually name drop Prince Shizor in canon. <gasps> uh, in the, uh, it's official. In the War of the Bounty Hunters crossover. Yeah. So um, Guys, there you go. Going Going crazy. We're uh, oh, also we're getting closer to that. Have you guys seen the Outrider, which is his ship? I have because Josh and I we did a uh, a Star Wars role playing game, and we use the Outrider as our ship. So YT thirteen hundred or is it twenty seven hundred? I always get too many. It's twenty seven. Twenty four. Ah, so close. Twenty four hundred. Right. Thirteen is the Falcon. The, uh, the the Millennium Falcon is an amazing iconic ship. However, I would say the YT-2400 is better looking. The it's asymmetry, just sleeker. The, and the asymmetry brings it up an extra notch. And uh, yeah, so what I was, <laughs> I was saying, I think that uh, when they kind of uh, hinted at, you know, kind of uh, the Black Sun and, and stuff like that in the solo movie, I think there's potential for Dash Renard to possibly make an appearance. I think... I think the fan base and Disney itself has the need to introduce new characters that aren't, you know, that aren't part of like the, uh, I don't know, the main three characters from the original movie. Spread it out a little bit, right? Spread it out. And you know what? He's already, he's already has his own little backstory. So it's like, it's an easy sell. You can probably. And his ship is canon. It's in the background of a new hope. It is. It is. It's leaving the, leaving the port. That's right. uh, Moss Eisley. I think that like you could sell so many action figures again once like you can make a new a new a new line of dash render. I don't know. It's the smartest move. Guy's so handsome, so rugged. Phil, uh, <laughs> would you say they should stick to the original storyline of the game though, or do you think they should try to go off somewhere else? Where he just well, I mean, there's still this. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how it works with Boba Fett in that story, but he uh, he defeats Boba Fett pretty good in that game. So I'm not sure people are going to see that. He kicks his butt pretty good. Well, uh, unfortunately, canon, with the current canon, everyone kicks Boba Fett's butt, so it wouldn't be that much of a stretch. Yeah, but have you seen? Have you ever seen a guy with a blaster, a jetpack, take down an entire Slave One spaceship? Like that happened in the game. Phil, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a challenge here. Okay, you got you got one minute and ten seconds to. Uh, or should we make a 30 second? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to give you like a, a brief time here. 
You got to infomercial this idea to the board of Disney. All right. Say you're there, you bring the whiteboard, you bring the presentation, the projector, all that stuff. You kind of have yeah, to kickstart. We got the breakdown of the character. So yeah. like, what's, what's, our, yeah, what's yeah. our story? What's, yeah. why, what story do we want this character to do? Exactly. Pretend we're the board. Pretend our listeners are the board. You got to convince them on why this character matters and uh, why that why we should have a Dash Rendar movie. All right. All right. I and how keep- would have been a better choice than Solo? Exactly. Oh, man. Well, right. well, the thing about Solo is that like it could have easily just been a Dash Rendar movie, just changed the character's name and cut out some of the, you know, some of the Solo lore, like how he got his gun. All right. Sell us on it. All right. Sell us on it. And oh, man. go. That's our bad salesman here. All right. Disney, listen up. Um, I, uh, I have this idea for a Dash Rendar movie, all right? It's about this, uh, this, 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 mer- this, this smuggler for hire. And uh, he's been getting kicked around by the Empire lately. And he's, so he's taken up this, uh, this contract for the Rebel Alliance. And uh, while he's in this operation, things go sour. And he ends up having to, uh, to actually join forces with the Rebel Alliance, who are his, uh, who's contracted him, and you know what? He finds out that he does have a heart of gold, indeed, and uh, and uh, he ends up being uh, a major component of the uh, of the fleet. Yeah, That's isn't it. that the story of Han Solo? <laughs> it's the exact story of Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> But we're saying just take that story and spread it out and rename the character. I, I, that's it's exactly what I'm saying. It's the, it's the ultimate plan. It's, it's, it's exactly like a major billion dollar corporation to do something. Just take, <laughs> take something that already exists and lazily relabel it. But I think this one would work. If that's I'm not mistaken, I think I can actually hear the pen of Bob JPEG writing this idea down. Absolutely. Like, how have we not thought about this back in like 1997 or whatever this game came out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think uh, I think overall, I, don't know. I just thought he looked so cool when I was a kid, and I got so attached to him. And ever since then, I'm just like, you know what? I, I need to see this happen in real life. I need a, I need a live action movie. Wait a second. Well, what's so funny is there's not a lot of smuggler-based games. It was one of the very few. Yo, that's the game that we're talking about. I had no idea what game I was talking about. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait a second, Han Solo as character? Wasn't there a Nintendo 64 game kind of like yeah, that? With a, that's the sure. one. This is the yeah. one. Phil, what did, you, what did you think of that kid wow. that showed up, or a young young guy who showed up in, in Mandalorian? Uh, I think it was season one, episode six, and he was just known as the gunslinger. Um, oh, you know what I'm talking about? Stole, you're talking about the guy who stole Boba Fett's armor, basically? He, he's the guy no, who... No, that's the marshal. No, he's that's the guy the who marshal. basically stole Dash Rendar's clothes. <laughs> the guns. Let me check this out. I don't yeah, okay, okay, type it, type it up. It's Mandalorian Gunslinger, and um, I forget the guy's name now. Chapter 5. Yeah, so the story of that episode... Oh, that guy. That guy is, that looks just like my friend. Yeah, he stole, he stole Dash's Dash. jacket. <laughs> Yeah, your friend Dash, you mean? <laughs> That's right. My friend Dash. <laughs> he, stole, he stole his jacket. I mean, like... like yeah, that's not quite Dash's jacket. He's like, he's like, he looks kind of like him. You know, he's got the same kind of vibes going on. Uh, was it this character exactly. revealed in the trailer and we all assumed it was Dash Rendar? Yeah. That was probably, probably a big part of it, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of people speculated it to be Dash Rendar, but no, I guess it's not. It's not exactly his jacket, I guess. But um, yeah, Dash Rendar has like a leather kind of brown cross stitch thing. Episode but episode was this guy even about? I literally don't. It's been so long <laughs> since I saw that. I don't even remember what he did. Yeah, it's 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 probably one of the one of the least memorable episodes of the first season. And the first season was was really really good. So in this episode, uh, Mando, I think he's still hiding, and he shows up with uh, and to uh, I believe he's on Tatooine, and this guy, this punk kid, uh, approaches him. He needs something from him, and the kid tells him if he helps him take out the bounty on Fennec, which the first time we meet Fennec Shand, then uh, you know he'll get whatever he wants. And so they go after Fennec, and then Fennec can they capture her. And she convinces him to turn on Mando, and then he dies, and then Fennec is shot in the gut, but then is brought back to life by Boba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He's not. Uh, he wishes he was that Shrendar. Yeah, here was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, this character, he actually flies a YT twenty four hundred. Can you believe that? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he has a droid companion that is his co pilot. That's right. Can you believe that? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Overall, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like there's. I mean, Disney's sitting on so many characters in Star Wars that have like so much potential, but I really feel like if if they love Han Solo that much that they that they're willing to do a half-ass movie about him, you know, they've got they've got Han Solo, not even Han Solo light. It's Han Solo heavy. It's even better. <laughs> well, what's funny is. It seemed like one of the main complaints online for the Solo movie was that they didn't see a point in watching movie about Han Solo. So it's almost as if if they had made a Dash Rendar movie, it could have done better because it it's a new character better. and everyone would want to go see what it is. I think. I mean, uh, it, that being said, if they stuck to the original plot, it would probably have the same issue that people had with Episode Seven. It was like, oh, it's just the same story. But <laughs> you know, yeah, I think I think overall. Pick a poison. <laughs> Overall, like it's probably the smallest hill I would die on. The main elements are there. You had the resources to do it. You didn't have to have a movie that kept showing consoles his dice like seven times. I didn't need to see how he got his gun. I'm so this is just gonna become I feel like every episode is just me complaining about the solo movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you really didn't like that movie. It should have been Dash. Okay, okay. Why? Why is it? Is it you didn't like that movie because you think it should have been a Dash and Dara movie, or did you not like the movie because you just didn't like the movie? It's both. It's both. But I, I, I wish I could. I just. To, I wish I could play it up to being like mostly Dash. But honestly, I just didn't really like the movie. I thought it was. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> That's fair, fair enough. That's fair. Uh, they were good. Don't get me wrong. There's always like. All the all the movies I don't like always have like really really good parts, but I don't. I groaned a lot. I think after I, I think after like the first like the first three shots of the dice in the first five minutes, I was kind of I kind of checked out by that point. I, <laughs> I got to say, it's I think it'd be really hard to make a prequel movie on a character like Han Solo and not make it have a lot of groans. Yeah. The audience yeah. grown a lot, which is sad much. to say because he's a fan favorite character, and you know here we are all rejoicing yeah. about the Obi Wan Kenobi show. But genuinely, I think that one's going to be a lot more interesting. You know, as as far as a prequel, it's, kind it's of, not an Obi Wan origin story though. It's uh, filling in the, a gap, right? True. So I guess like, I guess the yeah. prequel we're going to see kind of... infant Obi Wan in like the nursery and how the Jedi 
kidnapped him and we're not watching that yeah, yeah, yeah. right I, I can't i can't i can't wait honestly i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i like i i feel like they've shown that they've been recently especially with their shows they've been kind of hitting it really good and yeah they've yeah. done way better with their shows on disney plus than they have been the movies that's for sure yeah which is like i don't know maybe maybe it's because it's like they don't have the time to nitpick every single detail it's Dave like, Filoni. That's my 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 guess. Because yeah. the guy who spent all this time under George's apprenticeship, right? Yeah. And he was the guy who was in charge of Clone Wars. And so he's used to doing these big grand stories. And so he's the guy who's behind all these uh, the live action series. And then John Favreau, who has the experience of directing stuff on set, the guy who directed uh, the original Iron Man movie. So those two together. So I feel like you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. really good. That's my guess. Did, uh, Rogue One was Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards did Rogue One. He he did he was, uh, Godzilla. Uh, he was the guy that worked at ILM, right? Who, oh, who's the guy that worked Godzilla. at ILM and wrote Rogue One? Oh, he he came up with the idea. That's the uh, John Noel. John Noel. Yeah, the head. John Noel. There we go. Yeah. yeah he's also the guy. Him and his brother invented Photoshop. That's yeah. right. That's, that's oh wow. That's the guy. No you way. know, he set the bar for life accomplishments. <laughs> Invented Photoshop, wrote a Star Wars film. Yeah. And head of industrial yeah. light magic. Such a normal Not guy, a big too. Deal. Like, no big deal. You know. Um, any last things you guys want to bring up for Star Wars Day? Anything else? Dash and Dar, whatever else. <laughs> Closing statements. Go on, peti- go on petition.org <laughs> and ask Disney <laughs> to make a Dash Vendar. Televised or movie product at live action, please, and uh, make sure the actor is super handsome. Got to do wall hashtag it out on Twitter hashtag Where's Dash? <laughs> so send it to Disney. I think it's important for me to mention too that Shadows of the Empire is sixty five percent off. Sixty five percent off. You hear so, that, everyone? How steep? From uh, on Steam, yeah. It's uh, I just bought it right now while we were having this conversation. <laughs> there you go. So oh it, wow! Look at that sales six, pitch worked. Six dollars. Yeah. Where's to my like commission, Val? Dollars and thirty cents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna buy it too. <laughs> That's how it works. We need the commission. Uh, Blake, any last minute things? Uh, I'm just, I'm declaring it here. I vow by the end of May 4th, I will have taken down at least one ATAT in in Star Wars Rogue Squadron. (laughs) Good luck. You know what's great? You know what's great is that's not the only mission where you have to take down. I know, I Googled it, I looked up tips. And it, they show up three times. And the first time, after I take down the first one, which I have yet to do, yeah. there's another one in the there's same level. One. Yeah, uh. I beat the first one. I haven't beaten the second one, though, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Good luck. All right, everybody. Uh, wish uh, wish George Lucas a thank you on, uh, on your tweets by uh, using <laughs> hashtag may the fourth be with you. And uh, we hope... Uh, all of you guys have a have a great Star Wars day, isn't that right? And uh, thank you, oh, yeah. uh, thank you, Reed, uh, Phil, and of course uh, Blake for joining us back on the podcast, back on the Escape Pod for this uh, very special May Fourth exclusive and uh, multiple sales pitch episode. 
<laughs> and thank you, Phil, for that amazing monologue for uh, Dad Friend Dar. We're all looking forward to the movie. I should, I should I have mean, written I'm something sold. beforehand. I'm sold, man. You got well, my you know what? Reed, there's a special the ending. <laughs> there's a special ending for the for the PC version of the game, so you're in for a treat. Oh, <laughs> if you beautiful. finish it, that is. <laughs> if I finish it, I remember it's, it being incredibly hard. So. <laughs> it's, it's quite. It's kind of sluggish. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye bye. See ya. Keep flying. All right, and we thank you to our listeners for tuning in. May the 4th, you know, you're uh, wondering what to do. Well, um, celebrate Star Wars with your friends, with your family, whatever you got going on. Throw a Star Wars movie on or, uh, hey, play uh, play Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. That's been a great game. I've been uh, having fun with that. Blake and I have been playing bits and pieces here and there and trying to get through the game, and uh, it's been uh, it's been awesome. So do your Star Wars shopping, get in on those uh, Star Wars merchandise deals, and uh, prepare yourself for celebration around the corner, 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones, and we'll see you in the next episode.